It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without some episodes to bless you. Welcome back to Trade Talk. L.A. Aiko here. Man, it's great to be back talking to all of you guys, sharing my informational insights on the equity, forex, and bond market. Let's get right into it, man. This is our biggest losers of 2021. I like to do this every year at the top of every year. You know, not everyone can always win. And, um, you know, one thing is to take assessment of the methodology of decisions that you made in what you were investing in and what you were buying and why it might have worked or why it might not have worked uh, and get clear perspective of what you project- projected was going to happen and then what actually happened. You know, one of the biggest things I was projecting to happen coming into 2021 and forward is that um, the Chinese economy would continue to grow. Uh, seeing that particular situation, um, you know, most people were right, you know, in the early parts. Uh, Charlie and I from Jemba IO were particularly looking at um, the Chinese economy, not only for its tech growth, uh, but for, um, you know, just avenues and opportunities in its, um, in I believe what was the, one of the other ones uh, before everything kind of tanked. Oh, it's EV space and, and things of that nature. So what we came to learn is that as in February of 2021, uh, Chinese government cut its rates, um, allowing, not sorry, not cut its rates, uh, began to raise its rates. Um, allowing borrowing to be, you know, a harder thing to get done. Uh, we didn't foresee that that borrowing or that sharp raising of rates and sticking firm to it would have then uh, caused a contagion through pretty much everything that was in the Chinese economy, but predominantly real estate. We weren't exposed to real estate, but we were exposed nonetheless to the Chinese economy with some of these investments from educational things to uh, tech to EV. And, you know, you, you run into a particular situation where you got spanked uh, sanctions on uh, gaming and tech to have children uh, have a restricted amount of hours where they could use it. Then going forward where you have China, the China Evergrande uh, fiasco, uh, the inability to service debt in dollars. And you have raised rates and these companies can't uh, easily borrow and boom, disaster. So luckily, uh, we were able to cut some of those positions, had to eat those losses. None of those things are still owned because uh, as long as, you know, there's a ban on certain tech and the ability to play uh, video games and, you know, all, all the things that are done in China that uh, kind of constrict free-flowing, free-market economy, um, you know, there's just not a play there at this time. Uh, there was a play in the China Evergrande uh, shorting of the equities and the bonds. However, that is not something that uh, could have predicted or even saw. Uh, I, I have, since 2019, looked at a Chinese real estate short, um, but by the time this was playing out, um, we were more long on uh, China equities as they had done well in 2020 going into 2021. And boom, you know, you get stuck in the heart like a Pamplona bull here. 
So, you know, that's one aspect. Another aspect uh, that you were you know, particularly seeing some issues is um, bond prices going down, yields of bonds going up, especially in that 10-year um, time frame. This is where a lot of corporate bonds are issued, as we've spoken about before. Uh, and with that scenario happening, if those bond prices are going down, yields are going up, when will yields go up, equity prices go down. And there was some exposure to the um, home builders. Uh, one of the episodes I speak about, Kehoff, Nanny, and Lennar, Toll Brothers, and how um, with lumber prices falling, that was a, a great opportunity to get into those stocks and find some, um, you know, some great yields because mortgage applications were going up. Now, no matter that I, I felt that the U.S. economy as a whole would be short uh, its performance coming into the third and fourth quarter, this did not deter me from just knowing that, hey, the trend is saying you can buy some home builders and make some money. Uh, but again, this is the methodology of kind of almost thinking wrong because what ended up happening? Uh, mortgage applications started falling short. Real rates started rising, as you can see, because bond prices fell, bond yields rose, real rates needed to rise. You had a situation where the Fed started to started to see that rates could not be kept suppressed so low for so long because uh, things were too dovish. Inflation was running too rampant and they needed to also do reverse repo. These are things that I've covered. I don't want to fully rehash them out, uh, but, you know, that's the particular concept. And we end up in a situation where those builders uh, start to realize uh, this is not the time to build a slew of new track homes and different kinds of homes to get uh, you know their revenues to the highest possibilities that they could be. So, you know, you reached a point of where uh, those stocks could not perform to the level that we needed them to perform to, resulting in a loss. Uh, another area where we had to take a loss in Apple options. It was to my assumption, again, methodology of how I was thinking of things that you would see Apple at about $200, especially as we began the, um, the year. Apple was strong. Um, it bucked the trend coming out of fourth quarter of last year where I felt markets were going to be weak due to lack of stimulus and political gridlock. Coming all the way into uh, this holiday season, there was no um, stimulus. However, Apple had the right kind of products. Consumer electronics were still kind of moving and things were happening. You had the... Um, uh, what do you call it, supplemental child credits to give some more credence to um, consumer spending. However, consumer spending was weak. And Apple uh, started saying a weak forward guidance, no different, no different than Walmart, no different than uh, Amazon. And with that weak forward guidance, we were here stuck in a particular scenario where it did not perform and could not reach anywhere close to where those option strike prices were of uh, 190 to 200 so ate those losses, unfortunately, um, and there was no way to uh, really mitigate it because uh, the market started to sell off uh, late October. Uh, sorry, mid-October, mid-November into uh, late and early, into late December, early January. And as it fell off, uh, Apple had no means of returning, falling into the 150s territory. Uh, another considerable um, bigger loser, Genius Brand Holdings, um, positioned still 
uh, building. I am still comfortable with it. I mean, there's not a lot of other companies that can boast what Genius boasts. And it's original intellectual property, not rehashing old cartoons. Uh, it's children's Netflix with ads. I've covered the story before. I think it is a great story to continue to build into. Centron Group has backed down off of their hit pieces. Um, perhaps it grew too fast going into 10, 13, anywhere from 10 to $13 a share uh, back in, uh, I would say, 2020. Uh, the end of, yeah, about about uh, spring of 2020. But, you know, here we are. We, we have a strong ability to build this position, especially something that was uh, coming in from the fives, build it back into 90 cents. It's about 89 to 90 cents, build it into 89 to 90 cents into $1.20, hold the position. Um, I think we get back into the fives to 10 range, uh, actively working on it. Uh, you have uh, an original intellectual property from Stan Lee, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, within it with original cartoon content. Uh, I, I'm still a buyer. I still like what it's showing. Um, and lastly, uh, I, I wouldn't say this is the biggest loser, but rather it is uh, just an anomaly. You know, there, you have the particular scenario with um, AMC and the fact that that stock um, is just been wild and wacky but nonetheless it's not a loser but it is something that needs to be commented on because in being short amc you know you did have to feel some pain because it ran up at the end of the day it wasn't um a loss in that way but i do want to at least acknowledge it it, it would be foolish to, to sit here and say that's actually not even foolish be uh, disingenuous to sit here and say like oh yeah had it all along, pegged it perfectly when, you know, a short position runs up to $79. Uh, you know, it was a loser for a sizable amount of four or five months until, um, again, having drastic issues coming into uh, November, uh, October, November, December, coming all the way back down to sub 20. Um, I always felt it was going that way, but you know, you have to acknowledge where things got dicey and things kind of got a little bit crazy. Nonetheless, here we are. I thank you guys for tuning in. Don't want to make this too long. You know, the losers are the losers, but we acknowledge them. Uh, we're back. Trade Talk, LA Echo. More episodes coming back to back to back to back to back. There's a lot to talk about. Tune in.